Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. With me today, I am super excited to talk to this guest. Um, I love having artists on the show because I love doing art myself. And um, yeah, she is an artist, a podcaster, uh, a TTRPG performer, and a game designer. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Aki. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And uh, I'm a queer very mixed asian uh ttrpg content creator that's how i usually introduce myself <laughs> yeah kind of do it all um and uh i'm very happy to be here yeah thank you um yeah so where i always like to get started is just like how did you get into nerd stuff in general oh i think i was always into nerd stuff which is yeah. kind of funny because yeah. um my parents um used to have fight over fights over like what to name their kids and La Leia was on the list like nice. Princess Leia from Star <laughs> yeah. Wars yeah. obviously I'm not named after her um and <laughs> the definitive argument was um my mother saying my daughter will not be a nerd <laughs> oh little did she know <laughs> yeah exactly I've I've I disappointed her at the ripe age of 2 when I got obsessed <laughs> with Pokemon yeah. Um, and it's been like that ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I think <laughs> my mom, my mom helped create me as a nerd, um, really by just giving me books all the time. So it's funny how like, you know, parents can kind of create those legacies one way or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Pokemon mm -hmm. as like, as a kid, were you just like obsessed with the art? I mean, at two years old. Oh, yeah. I think, um, so I was always into anime. Mm -hmm. I've been, I'm like a baby weeb. But yeah. to be fair, that was like always on, you know? Yeah. And my parents had no issues with me watching anime at all. They they knew it was, they called it Japanese cartoons. They knew what mm -hmm. it was. They knew, um, like, some of the content was like, I don't know, like Naruto had sexy clone jutsu. So, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they knew about that. Oops, and they were yeah. like, well, this is so fake and like unrealistic you know yeah. better and i'm like yes i do know better <laughs> but like i'm still gonna naruto run around the parking yeah. lot yeah um so yeah anime is the biggest gateway um my dad is a movie buff so then that's where i got all my other um media from so mm -hmm. like i was exposed to like alien at a very young age yeah. and i wasn't scared of it or anything <laughs> i was obsessed with it yeah. alien and anime are kind of my main art influences which is weird to say out loud yeah but that's um a, that's a cool mix <laughs> yeah I, I the only like i guess like a bloodborne vibe would mm -hmm. be like my my major art influences or um yeah. like berserk or claymore yeah. those those ones are how i like to view my art looking like and like a hint of borderlands <laughs> yeah that that happened. I, I I got obsessed with lines, and then I looked at that, and I looked at Borderlands, and went, oh, oh, that's a that's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> That's so cool. But you know what? I mean, honestly, though, your art style is so distinctive. Um, like anytime oh, somebody, you. yeah, of course. Uh, anytime somebody has like commissioned you for their, uh, for their art piece, like for their actual player or whatever, I'm always like, oh yeah, Aki did that one. I could tell. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Yay. I've reached yeah. a status. The status <laughs> yeah, for that sure. I've dreamed of. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's, it's so good. Um, yeah. I think, you know, when did you pick up a pencil for the first time? Oh, okay. So this one's another fun one. So in Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. We have a thing when you turn one years old, uh, you put like the baby in like the center of a room and mm-hmm. you surround them with many different items. And this supposedly is what this baby is drawn to. It's what they're good at. It's yeah. what they'll be in the future. Um, my, For example, my sister like picked up like I think a calculator and she uh, is a mathlete. She's good at math. She's in the yeah. sciences and stuff. Yeah. I did pick up a pencil, so I guess that is the first time. Uh, nice. Though they they went, you know, they went like, oh, she'll be artsy, but she'll be like very like, you know, maybe a teacher. Maybe she'll be a teacher. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're all. Uh, no, I will be drawing sexy characters for <laughs> for people forever. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so good. I mean, that's so mm-hmm. funny. But I think that yeah, it's interesting. You can kind of tell at a pretty early age. Like I have three kids and my son, if you give him anything to draw with, he will just sit there quietly and like, he doesn't need anything else. Um, and he will just focus on just like scratching lines, you know? And, uh, it's kind of amazing to see how that stuff really just, we get it at such an early age. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's yeah, not exactly. the only thing, you know, it's not the only thing that we can do, but it's just like, it, it is fascinating to see how quickly that stuff comes to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you pick up on it and you surround yourself with those kinds of things, it gets it gets easier, I think. Like, um, I, I distinctively remember my mom going, oh, you put eyelashes when you draw eyes. Yeah. And I, I was like, maybe, I don't know, eight, I want to say. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, because people have eyelashes, mom. And she's like, yeah, but I don't put eyelashes when I draw. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> This yeah. is new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so cool. So like when, um, cause I know like for myself drawing when I was younger, it was a lot of like copying art from, you know, fantasy books or, um, you know, like, uh, Pokemon cards, magic cards. I remember like yeah. specifically I played magic when it first came out. Um, and I remember specifically there was like this imp card and he was like kind of in this crouched position. And it's like how I learned how to like draw like knobby knees and like a calf that's like pressed up against a thigh. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, so like, what was that influence for you? Was it, cause I mean, anime obviously is moving targets. So. So, um, I would grab a lot of visual sources, mm-hmm. uh, as, as my inspiration. So like I would grab picture books, uh, mm-hmm. manga, especially manga. Like I would go to the yeah. library, I would check out 12 books because one, I'm going to read them like yeah. in one sitting and two i want to draw the covers yeah. or i want to draw like a cool pose that i have seen so that's like that's that's where like bleach really came in for me bleach gave me cool poses and big <laughs> yeah. titties and like that was <laughs> that was everything video yeah. game covers and those like um they used to include like little manuals that would have like stuff on the characters and that kind of stuff and i would i would love those and um Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy were like a really big influence mm, on yeah. 
my art style growing up because they kind of taught me a lot of things like um lo- like the lines you have above your eyes mm-hmm. uh and just in general facial lines in general were like a really big thing yeah. and um god eyes eyes i think i focused on a lot as a kid yeah. just making sure i have the anatomy of it correct bottom lashes top lashes <laughs> all that kind of things how thick an eyebrows like should be and shit just 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 how to emote with them was yeah. definitely a really big thing for me i think anytime i doodle i it's a 75 percent chance i'm just gonna doodle an eye and then like a 20 percent chance it's gonna be a hand <laughs> and then after that it's like oh, maybe some kind of mood. figure <laughs> yeah yeah uh when i started working like doing part-time stuff um outside of games and all that mm-hmm. i would be standing and doing nothing for several hours and that's yeah. when i learned to just not learned but it's sort of like i'm bored as hell yeah. and uh, <laughs> i yeah, would get sure. like the back of receipts or something like mm-hmm. that and grab a pen and just draw what i saw yeah and that's how i got like i don't know that's my staging i guess that's how i started doing environmental stuff yeah. i'm still not good at environmental stuff <laughs> i love my blank backgrounds but that's when i was like oh yeah a foreground i did go to school for this stuff too but it's just i didn't i was more interested in like people mm-hmm. and clothes yeah. and and hell even animals and stuff i was more interested in those kind of designs rather than yeah what Landscapes. is around <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm the same. I was drawing this picture because um, in so our home game, we play Pathfinder. And in the campaign, we used to just have two people and I had them like walking through the jungle and they ended up fighting these this pack of velociraptors and it was a really cool fight. And so I started to draw that. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, like the people look great, but like they're in a jungle. So there's trees everywhere. And then I was like, ugh. All right, I'm never gonna finish this drawing. I'm just gonna yeah, oh just put God. it away. Just you draw a leaf <laughs> yeah, and like, uh. like dark lines in the background. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's perfect. enough atmosphere for me. <laughs> yeah. Even when I even when I do it, I find um I rather find cheats for how to mm-hmm. do backgrounds. Like yeah. um, I don't know, brushes where like if you just do one click, oh, that's a tree. That's what I'll do, and then I'll just manipulate it and it's like perfect for me because i'm not a background artist (laughs) yeah for sure yeah it's i mean it's you know we all have our own little skills and that's 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 not ours um yeah i mean so when did you when did you pick up digital art oh digital art maybe when i was 13 i'm pretty sure okay yeah. Yeah, just before like high school for me, but like still at a time where I could convince my parents to get me a drawing tablet. Yeah. I did a lot of research up to that, but <laughs> um I only did research on like can I do this for free? Yeah. And what is like a cheap thing that I can start out and learn with so that way, you know, as I get older it makes more sense for me to have like the cooler better stuff yeah and i i used to draw everything on ms paint yeah nice (laughs) that was my thing ms paint and then i i got and illegally got um (laughs) tool side and that's when like things took off i figured out how to do custom brushes and stuff like that yeah so but ms paint was my hero for a very long time (laughs) 
yeah, I still use the little tablets. They're cheap. They're portable. They're so easy. I'm used to it. I would love to have like a big Cintiq, but I would love to have space as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a good point, though, because like for myself, it's something that I've just never I've never had any of the tools to do digital art. And like I've shared with you art that I've done where I've like I've literally drawn it on paper, lined it with actual ink and then mm-hmm, sent it to yeah. my friend for her to for her to color. Um, and so now getting into it like the, that's it. I'm interested in what your thoughts are, because I think it's a good point. Like, it's easy to go and look, say, at a graphic tablet and be like, oh, shit, yeah, I can get like a Wacom and all this other stuff. And it's like minimum spending $50. Um, But in your opinion, what do you think is like, what do you think is the actual benefit of getting a more expensive tablet? Is it just space Mm -hmm. on the tablet to draw on? It's it's definitely so... when you draw, you usually start out drawing on paper, mm-hmm. you do it traditionally, and you're used to looking down and whatnot. Um, having a drawing tablet, even if it's not one with a screen per se, yeah. you get you still get that same kind of feeling. So you'll pick up on it faster. It's just like you don't look at the keys on a keyboard when you type. Right. You look at the screen. That's exactly how it works with a lot of starter tablets cheaper tablets Mm -hmm. and um that's why a lot of people tend to keep them even after they get like the big cintiqs the cintiqs usually just end up being a backup monitor i my friend does that she never uses the cintiq (laughs) to draw yeah she bought it to draw it's like a thousand dollars yeah but the the shift was just so uncomfortable for her so now she just has she has two monitors one of them being a thousand dollar cintiq and she still uses her old thing. Wow. So I think when you're at a comfort level to move to um, that kind of thing, and, and of course you can afford it financially yeah. and you have the space for it, then definitely do it. If not, it does work as a monitor. <laughs> yeah, a pretty decent monitor. I've, I've gotten to use it for school and <laughs> it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can totally learn digital art even if you don't have a tablet. And this is kind of how I finesse the system until mm-hmm. I could get my own tablet. Uh, so you draw on paper. You can line it if you want to, but like just so that way it's easier to see when you take a picture. But cameras yeah. these days are like really good. Yeah. So yeah, draw your picture. You take a picture of it. Put it on a filter if you need to, to clear off space or to make it brighter, you know, whatever it is so that way you can see it better. Yeah. And then put it into take that picture and then put it into um, any art uh, program at all. So tools, paint side, clip studio is the one that I use mm-hmm. Photoshop works, any, any of them. I think GIMP, all of them work where you can just import a picture yeah. that way. And then um, you use your mouse, <laughs> just like how you can Photoshop and yeah. you use your mouse for that. Just grab the line tool. There's um, it's a, it's called a polyline tool. That lets you click constantly and 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 like manipulate the lines and whatnot. That's mm-hmm. how I learned it at first. Yeah. So I still use my mouse a lot to this day, um, okay. and that's why I think I'm able to keep my um, very old <laughs> cheap <laughs> tablets for so long. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't they I they sh- it shares the burden. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's yeah, I think it helps like barrier to entry, right? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Because it is, it is tough. Like, and I know that there's probably a lot of other artists out there who like, will love to do digital stuff, but are like me who are just like, I don't, you know, <laughs> when do I take the, the time to, to financially do that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, there, there are, there are a lot of ways around it. Um, and pirating is usually the way most people go but <laughs> yeah but not everybody's comfortable with that so right. my my best recommendations are if you don't have a tablet you just you do the picture method and the program you use there's a lot of free ones like mm. um this one's called krita that's an it's a anim, it's a free animation specific oh. um engine so but you have no problems drawing in it regularly at all yeah. So that's a pretty good um, one. Or, um, and this is this is one that I really recommend. Clip Paint Studio is very good. It's yeah. slowly, it, it beats Photoshop in a lot of things as like an illustrator or artist would want. Yeah. Photoshop still has a lot of good things, don't get me wrong. But, but Clip is coming out with the ridiculous amount of stuff where it's yeah. like, is this the future? Is this <laughs> technology? You can, you can. Uh, I, there's, there's too many things that Clip can do, and I just recommend you go check it out. But they have a lot of sales where everything is like 50% off, and it's most basic plan. Um, I got that for $25 US, so Dang. 30 bucks Canadian, basically. Yeah. And it's most basic plan that I still use and have been using for like the past five, six years mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, I uh, I need to figure something out. But my birthday is this week, so we'll see um, if Ooh, my wife or my best birthday. friend. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see if my wife or my best friend get me a drawing tablet because I usually only just pick like one like big thing, and then I don't I don't ask for anything else for the rest of the year. Maybe until that's Christmas. valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something I'd love to do. I actually, the first time I ever like. That's not heard of you because so I, I learned of goblets and gays pretty quickly coming into the TTRPG scene last summer. And then I heard your interview on Brandy's show, Eat Crit, uh, which was great. And then mm -hmm. I watched you and C hang out on their stream while they drawed, while they drew, drawed. Wow. Uh, while I drew and, <laughs> uh, and talked to you. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like it's, it's fun to like, you know, it's been God almost a year now. Um, that God. at least that I've been aware of you, and so it's so cool to finally get to sit down and talk um, about this stuff. But a lot of it has been centered around your artwork, and um, yeah, but it's not the only thing that you do. And so, you know, when did you get involved in TTRPGs? Like, when did you first get introduced to tabletop role playing games? Oh, so I was always aware of like dungeons and dragons but mm -hmm. i was aware about it like derogatory like that <laughs> that is that is the nerdy shit and i yeah. always thought like i'm a i'm i'm a like i'm a weeb i have no nowhere to, like no room to complain but like <laughs> i would never yeah, <laughs> yeah i would i would never i would never <laughs> go that low and then college came around and i was like oh damn i can do anything <laughs> so yeah dnd yeah. yeah, in college um was my um gateway drug technically mm -hmm. critical role um okay. their season one uh i would listen to it while i did uh work and i went to school for game design so yeah. it was a lot of late nights 
um, especially figuring out programming and stuff. And just yeah. I needed some sort of noise in the background and it just ended up being critical role. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, like, did was it just something that you were just kind of scrolling through, like, Twitch, and it was on, and you just decided to watch it? Or how did you, like... It was, uh, yeah, I was scrolling through Tumblr when it was alive um, ah. and well and thriving. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I would always see Critical Role trend, and I would see familiar names because um, as I got more into video games, it obviously, that was, like, right. that. that's where I got, as my degree. Um, it's, uh, you get familiarized with voices yeah. that, that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, and like Laura Bailey is kind of the queen of voice acting. So yeah. she's in everything. Right. And, uh, I recognized her immediately. And that's kind of how I started listening more, getting more interested in it. And then I realized it was Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, oh, this was so cool, but I guess I'll stick around because now I'm interested. I'm only in it for the narrative, you know. I like <laughs> yeah. Dragon Age. I, I can like Critical Role too. And then and then I caved. I caved real hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It became a mighty need in like two weeks. I, I held out really strong for right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So did you like? Did you get to play like some home games and stuff before meeting the the crew of Goblets and Gays? Oh, I played, yeah, I played a lot of home games. It okay. was like, um, I met the crew of Goblets and Gays in 2017. So mm. it was a year of home games before. Um, okay. and, and and to be fair, it, Goblins and Gays, the main crew, was still home games. It was plenty more. Yeah. But it was just, we did more than D&D. Yeah. We started out with D and D, but <laughs> yeah. but then we got like we would get bored of it, and it's like okay, let's try all these different systems. Uh, my co-producer Aubrey usually came in with many different games, and that that's when I was like, okay, well, I'll go look at different systems too. The yeah. only um, TTRPGs um, besides D and D that I would play were stuff for school. Um, like I had to play Bluebeard's Bride as a class assignment, and I had oh, to wow. run like Monsters Heart monster hearts monster yeah. hearts monster yeah Heart, i think yeah. so as as another assignment so it was like i was aware of those ones i just didn't think of really anything like D. &D. i don't know if that makes sense like D, &D is yeah. really crunchy yeah um and it's weird <laughs> so yeah. i didn't think yeah. of anything like i was like am i really gonna dedicate time to learning more systems like right. this and it, what if I mix it up? You know, it was yeah. stuff like that. And then yeah. Pathfinder came and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pathfinder, yeah. Um, for sure. So that that's interesting. So when you, your your game design degree, uh, is that what you got your degree in? I know you yeah, said yeah. School. Yeah. So yeah. Um, was that for like digital game design, like video games? Or is it just yeah, kind of it, in general? So it's it was mainly meant for video games if you okay. went to my school which is sheridan um and sheridan is um also known for like animation the okay. most yeah but our like top three programs are animation illustration and game design okay. uh because we're for the longest time we were the only schools that offered you a bachelor's degree in it and gotcha. that is how i convinced my parents <laughs> to let me go to that school yeah. um and uh majority of it was in fact meant for digital video games i still okay. work in that industry as well yeah. 
However, we did have a lot of games where they're like, you got to design a board game. You got to learn about board games. You need to understand the mechanics of board games because actually, in my opinion, understanding the, the mechanics in like TTRPGs, board games, all the likes are so much easier than video games. Yeah. Because in video games, you actually have to buy it and play it and you need to have time for it. Whereas technically, you can just read yeah, yeah. And I can read like it and and understand it pretty pretty clearly rather than I got to go home. I got to set up the PC. I got to download the game. I got to make sure I buy an $80 game. Then yeah. I got to like be good at it. There's a reason why a lot of people can't play like the Dark Souls series. Yeah. yeah right? Sure. There's a difficulty curve. There's a learning curve. So it's whereas like TTRPGs like the most difficult it gets are when they keyboard slam names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, that's super cool. Yeah, because I was curious. Um, because you had to read the the Bluebeard's uh bride and uh and Marcy That's how I learned about the the X card too when like Yeah. Yeah, my my course, my program was really good at teaching us accessibility in yeah. game design. And that's actually something that I took to heart. Uh because it was like, I knew how important it was, but I didn't realize, like, the settings menu in some games, the things that they make you do, like the weird light on yeah, the yeah. screen thing, yeah. that's for your eyes. That's for people with, like, stigmatisms and stuff. Like, I have yeah. a stigmatism and an issue with the, the grayscale. I didn't realize they were doing that for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was just a thing they needed to yeah. do, you know? Like, like, oh, my TV's too bright, so I got to yeah, turn this down. Yeah, yeah. I was like, at some point, I was convinced, like, oh, is this how autosave features work? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, 15, sure. But, like, yeah. I, can, I can sure as hell see better. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, that was, that was it. Yeah. That's super cool. It's, it's so interesting to see, like, how all of that stuff kind of overlaps. And obviously, accessibility in gaming has become, like, a big bigger uh talking point it seems like recently you know like you talked about dark souls and now with elden ring out and people like having options to make it a little bit easier for themselves while they play the game and stuff like that um yeah it's it is fascinating but i definitely agree like when you don't rely on it it really can become a bias to not think about it mm-hmm. you know um and i've yeah i've gone through that myself you know and, and trying to think of like how this how to make things easier for people because it's so easy to take things for granted for sure oh yeah 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 and so um so yeah so how long did you play with aubrey and the crew before y'all decided to make a podcast out of it almost four years i think as a group we were about i would i want to say actually three and um the entire current um cast um and like main cast for goblins yeah. and gays were not the ogs actually i think only aubrey tick out and i are oh no no and sparlock and sparlock of course um we were from the like original 2017 gang yeah. and um we did have other um friends other players come and go uh or get added in much later uh you, the pandemic kind of is what solidified a lot of our stuff um aubrey was talking about starting podcasts again basically like all of 2019 yeah and i was like you go do that (laughs) (laughs) yes i support you no go do that go do that (laughs) like 
Aubrey was in the podcasting scene prior to meeting us, but she had just gotten out of it. So it was like that gap break. And then she wanted to go back in, but as an actual player, uh, not like a talking one like this or um, whatever. And I had, I, I didn't know that was a thing. To be 100% honest, the most podcasts I've ever seen or heard of were were just like, it was usually, it was usually white guys yeah, <laughs> talking yeah. about things. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I, that's, that's what I knew podcasts were. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Go, go do it. You can yeah. do it. I believe in you. <laughs> and then she wanted to do it as a group. Um, and she also introduced Pathfinder to us. And she's like, um, I know we're familiar with D&D. But this is a new like addition of Pathfinder. So like we would, it's okay if we don't know anything, you know, like we could be one of those, like learn along with us. And I was like towing the idea. I was actually very reluctant to get into the community. And it's mostly because at the time I was the only um, POC in um, the group. Yeah. And uh, like I knew I'm already in an industry where it's difficult to be like a woman in gaming, let alone a visible <laughs> minority. Yeah. Um, and then this was another one. And I was like, do I really want to just stack this, these issues <laughs> <laughs> like pancakes? Yeah. And uh, and then I found a transplant art. Yeah. And that that's where I was like, OK, no, I can do it. Um, yeah. Transplanter got me through my entire fourth year, so like of of college, so like yes, yeah. Um, I've learned a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, I love them. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to befriend most of them, like most of the cast there, yeah. current and old. It's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's when I was like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just play a bard because bards are my favorite. Um, that. <laughs> I played a bard the first time I got into D and D. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I'll play a bard again the first time I go into Pathfinder. Yeah. Because they they might have something similar. I will feel better, maybe uh, more mm. comfortable. And then Pathfinder's magic system, like learning it, was weird. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean I can't cast this spell? At a higher level, I have to make it a signature spell. I don't know why that got me. Yeah, yeah, that got me. That eluded me for months. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. Spellcasting is, uh, it is tricky. It's, it's. I mean, thankfully, like if you start at a lower level and kind of work through it, at least you have, like, each time you level up, you're like, oh, okay, I'm prepared to do this now. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to just like jumping in at a higher level and be like, okay, I don't, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, no, we we. <laughs> When we started Goblets and Gaze, Pathfinder 2E just was fresh out of the womb. Like, it was very fresh. Yeah. Um, the only ancestries available were the very basic ones. Yeah. Um, heritages were also very basic. And, and by basic, I mean, like, if you think, like, what are the basic ones in D&D? Yeah. It's very similar. Like, you know, human, elves, um, dwarves, goblins, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so we have had like reworking our, our character sheets in later seasons as more things came out and Aubrey was like, yeah, no, we didn't have this. You can have this now if you want, just just let me know. And, (laughs) and, and so things, 
started piling up more and more. And um, it was, that's why, that's why if you think about it, if you look at like our old art and stuff, we were quite like the basic group yeah. because we only had the basics. And now if you look <laughs> at us, you'll be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun though. I mean, uh, I know I did the same thing. Cause I, when I did my first one shot, it was right after Secrets of Magic had came out. And my buddy Joe from Makers Misfits was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a summoner. And I was like, what, what do you mean you're going to be a summoner? Like, I don't even know what this is. And then I had to, like, learn what the fuck a summoner was. And then all the new spells that the Secrets of Magic came with um, that both he and Jordan, uh, who was playing a bard, had. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a lot. Uh, so and I let them yeah. be 10th level too, which was, it oh. was fun, but also my <laughs> yes. mistake. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, when um, Secrets of Magic yeah. came out, I was like, oh, um, I was narratively, I was given um, a free feat yeah. um, uh, to choose from uh, because of uh, like a, it's, it's spoilers, it's technically not spoilers anymore, <laughs> but like, I don't know. My best way to put it is my character is it was given narratively a chance to learn more magic. Yeah. Um. And um. My original choices or options really were just it was just wizarding. Yeah. Um. And then Secrets of Magic was coming out, and I was poking um Aubrey like, hey, 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 Summoner sounds cool. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is yet, but like if it <laughs> if it ends up working, if it ends up being viable, do you think instead of wizard could I take like Summoner as a as a free feed? Yeah. And then it was super viable. I was like, you have to take it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I have to. And I've, I've played two different. I play two different summoners. One is like a full summoner. Yeah. Um, and the other one is 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 my bard summoner. And yeah. you can see my bias. I picked dragon both times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> I yeah. Love it. It's so good. Um, I'm I'm play testing a uh like an add on system for Pathfinder, to be and um. I made a summoner, and I think I made it a celestial summoner. So, like, you just have this fucking oh, angel yeah, with you. All, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So good. I would cheat. I would cheat really hard <laughs> if I had like the divine summons. I would. I would make it everybody's dream and nightmare. Yeah. I would have Sephiroth, or I would have a biblically accurate angel, and you can't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's. Uh. I mean, there's so many cool options, and and that's obviously like why why so many people enjoy pathfinder so much because it it really like it's so easy to just jump in and be like shit i might spend the next 30 minutes just trying to figure out what ancestry i want to be yeah and then what class i want to be and there's no real subclasses so it's just like how do you design it the way you want to be yeah like i used to i i like to pride myself on being a party balancer yeah. And it's mostly because I enjoy balancing a party. Yeah. I, I, I get anxiety if the party is not balanced. You know? <laughs> like, so this is more for me than yeah. if anything, right? And and so um like if you give me five E, I can still confidently do anything with the bard and cleric classes. Yeah. I can be a frontliner bard yeah. and it works. Like I've I I can be a a very jacked, tanky mage. Yeah. Not mage, like cleric. Yeah. <laughs> like it, these things work for me, but Pathfinder makes it too easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost like I, I they, and there's like way more options too. And I'm like, 
oh, it's so good. And all the dedications you can get, you can be like mm. a very hyper specific thing or, um, God, uh, I think they're the only, I think Pathfinder is the only class I've ever seen to make necromancers not like boring to play. Yeah. Cause yeah, I've, I've technically I've played a necromancer in like a five E one shot. Yeah. And it's like, I can only do three things mm-hmm. and everybody's going to hate me for it. <laughs> yeah. You can really whereas, mad if I do it. yeah. Whereas like Pathfinder, I haven't had the chance to play a necromancer yet. Um, but I do have an, uh, like a, I can't talk about the project much, but yeah. I do have something coming up where I am going to be playing a necromancer and it's a summoner again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Undead dragon. <laughs> oh yeah. It's no, more that, like, um, I'm using, I think the, the lich one that just came yeah. out with the book of the dead. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. They're, yeah. Hey y'all. It's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just you know go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast. Subscribe. Uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. So, so good. Um, yeah, and so, obviously, <laughs> the love for Pathfinder, the love for for the gaming, and then being in game design, you created a game last year um which has been really popular with with uh, folks in the space um vampire baseball let's talk a little yes. bit about that <laughs> was that the first game you designed uh that was definitely the fir- that was the first ttrpg i designed okay. yeah that's for sure because i've i have technically like through school and then through um game jams and stuff i make digital games mostly yeah or so, like, right now, I'm doing stuff for the Cardomancy Anthology, and that's a digital game, video game. Okay. Uh, so I, I've, I've done a lot of those before, and yeah. I'm very familiar with, like, mechanics and stuff. Same thing with, like, homebrewing stuff for, like, I don't know. I'm doing one for Lancer right now, but, like, I did one for Pathfinder, and I did one for <laughs> um, D&D. Yeah. Uh, so Vampire Baseball those, is the first one that I actually... That's a that's a that's that's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, for folks who don't know what it is, like, what is vampire baseball? Vampire baseball is exactly as it sounds like. It's a game <laughs> where you play as vampires. Everybody plays as vampires, and um, in order to solve um, conflicts and feuds that you have with rival clans, you play baseball. <laughs> and it's that's it. It's very self-explanatory. Yeah. I love and uh, and it's very 
oh, that was such a shitty idea, but I love it. <laughs> it's so like it's so good though. Like I feel like it's one of those things. It's like because I don't think every game needs to be you know high tech or like high mechanics or you know super like long campaign bringing. You know what I mean? Like um, yeah, you know we talked about our friend Brandy. They made a game. Um, euphoria which is just like asking questions with other people uh yeah you yeah. know what i mean and so but yeah i think it's just so fun and it's such a funny idea and i think it touches on like a very specific kind of um love of pop culture that some people have that i think it just really resonates um oh yeah yeah i've never read Twilight, yeah <laughs> i was gonna say it's I've a seen... direct reference to Twilight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have seen i have seen the movies um I was actually I was watching the Blackness and Dragon stream, and Jordan, um, the DM, she is a very like a proud fan of Twilight, I think, and she made a reference in the show without like saying that it was from Twilight, and I was like, I am so upset that I understand this reference. <laughs> she was like, I'd be disappointed if you did it, so um, it's fine. But oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Twilight was Twilight was a. a- a surprisingly big influence to me growing up. And it wasn't even the fact that I was a fan of it. Yeah. My mom was a fan of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like where my dad is like into like old classic movies and new movies as well. Like my dad's the one who, who would get me into like alien Lord of the Rings, star Wars, yeah. all that kind of stuff. My mom was into like early two thousands, mid like uh 2010s, like that kind of vibe mm-hmm. media. So vampires, um, yeah. teenagers doing stuff, you know, like <laughs> urban legends and yeah. all that kind of stuff. My mom was so into that. And Twilight was a huge, huge obsession of hers. We have all the books, including yeah. the spinoffs and um, just everything else. The only thing we're missing is, um, I think it's called Midnight or something like that, where it's like the first book through Edward's point of view. Mm. That's the only one we're missing because she's out of the, out of that phase now yeah, so yeah. but everything else we had it we had there was two giant posters of edward and jacob hanging proudly <laughs> in my living room and when people would come over she'd be like oh no it's my girls love twilight <laughs> no it was her she loved twilight she was an edward stan and i stand jacob just to oppose her for yeah. some <laughs> you know just 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 for fun and yeah. so uh like twilight i know like the back of my hand through like osmosis and, the, and i did go see the movies with her and stuff yeah. and twilight made her very happy um and so my favorite scene is vampire baseball i think yeah. that's everybody's favorite scene <laughs> it's so and, ridiculous yeah. yeah that's funny yeah it's uh i've always found it fascinating how many women were just like obsessed with edward and also in a parallel sense like Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey, because that's just fan fiction of Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they are like fucking toxic, predatory men. <laughs> and it's just like, we can all see it, but for whatever reason, everybody just seems to be fine with it. It's like, yeah, it's fine that he's just like 100 years old and watching this teenager sleep. Um, and he snuck in her window without her permission. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I, I remember. I think when you're really into something, you'll justify anything. Yeah, um, for sure. which is which is valid because like everybody has 
their own biases and stuff. So my yeah. mom used to really, she used to try to justify why um, Renesmee, the baby, yeah. um, was it what it was okay for her to be with Jacob, the uncle friend. <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 no. You remember the stranger danger you used to tell me about growing up? Isn't this what's happening right now? She would look at me and be like, but if he imprints, it's true love. I'm like, but if he, what? So, yeah, yeah, there was, but obviously now she'll look at and be like, don't do that. Right. But like, she also is into, like, what do you call it? She's into Turkish dramas right now. Okay. And and so there was a movie that came out. I believe it was originally it it's like all everybody's in Turkey and stuff. It's um basically it's it's basically like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's it's the one where the meme was like, Hello, baby girl, are you lost? Baby girl, that one. <laughs> That's the meme. She loves that movie. And I'm like, that movie has a mafia gangster, the one you told me to stay away from, yeah. kidnapping a woman. And she cannot leave. Yeah. And she can't do anything until he says she can. I think it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I just think, I just, you know, like everybody's got one of those, so you can justify it or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, you just, it's just, if it's something that makes you happy and doesn't hurt people, I hope, yeah. like, then I have, I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it is very fascinating to think about, like, just, you know, how, how we will stretch some of that stuff, um, or just ignore it, just flat out ignore it um because oh, just don't yeah. want to do that uh but yeah i think it, it's one of those things like it, it's it's so funny and, and obviously like you, like you said like if it's not hurting anybody you know um no harm no foul it is just media right um mm-hmm. we acknowledge that it's not a piece of like it's not a masterpiece so um i should say i acknowledge that at least i'm sure there are people out there who would fight me if i if i said that to their face but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it but it inspires um you know fun games that you've that you've made so i mean you know that experience of creating that game and kind of putting it out there and having people play it and um you know get feedback and stuff like that like did you find that like as enjoyable as you expected it or more or less i when I first made it, I just thought, oh, it's going to be funny. Like, yeah. it's my my writing in that is very humorous. I I called some I, there's a whole playbook called Glitter Pyres. Like, it's <laughs> it's meant to be this is meant to be really funny. Even the mechanics, in my opinion, like they make sense. But if you were to play this multiple times, I think you'd be able to break my game very easily. Yeah. This was 100 percent just made for like, you know, do it for a game jam with the theme. Have fun. This will be funny as hell. I did not expect people to enjoy it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I thought they would have a kick out of reading it. Right. And, and, and that's all I wanted. Like I make a ridiculous amount of reference, including one to like hotel Transylvania is, is in there. (laughs) Um, I just didn't expect people to enjoy it at all. I didn't expect people to, to want to play it or to get like, like I met Brandy through that. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect any attention to it. I still don't expect people to bring it up during interviews either. <laughs> I'm always surprised when it happens. And um, 
lit like I'm I'm glad it brought it made people happier. Um, yeah. I definitely now wanna I wanna put more time into it mm-hmm. and kind of <laughs> revamp it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe in time for this year's um BIPOC Vamp Jam or BIPOC Vamp Day. I'd love to I don't know no. fix it up and make it look nice and and put more love into it. Um, but other than that, uh, the only other thing I can think about wanting to do for it is, uh, I want to make a werewolf version (laughs) really badly. I want you to do. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been, it's been requested and I did ask like that and that ask got popular and it got more people to buy the vampire game (laughs) of, of, of like, what would werewolves play? And so far, it's a tie between um, rugby, basketball, and lacrosse. So I, I just got to pick. Yeah. My vote is, my, my public on-the-record vote is rugby because I used to play rugby. Um, and I just think <laughs> it'd be so much fun. Um, I think werewolves would be amazing at it. But I also think werewolves would be really good at basketball because they have all that reach. Yeah. I mean, every like lacrosse, too. Like, it's just, they're, they have reach. They have athleticism. and you know, ferocity and yeah. you speed and like everything you would ever want out of being an athlete. Um, yeah. Werewolves playing lacrosse though is, is a direct reference to Teen Wolf, I believe. Yes. And that yeah. is the one media I never got into. So it's like, if, if I choose lacrosse, I might watch Teen Wolf just to actually get something out of it. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, right? Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I was a heavy uh, vampire person, but not yeah. a werewolf. I watched Teen Wolf and um, it's one of those things. I think, did that come out on the CW? I want to say I think it did. so. They, I, I think that the CW just has a hard time making long series. I think they start out strong and then they get confused or something and they just like don't know what to do anymore. And then they start getting really weird. Um, and so I've never finished it, but it, it starts out strong. It has a lot of like fun characters and, and good characters, but yeah, it would be, I'm, I'm interested to think, to see what you would think, uh, watching it though. Um, mm-hmm. but I still want you to, to, I still want it to be rugby, but also like, <laughs> I understand that the rules will get complicated, right. When you're trying to make this game. So yeah, do what's fun for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, like with that though, has, you know, has there been other ideas, other types of games that that you wanted to either create or like write on stuff like that? Oh yeah, a lot actually. It's 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 more like of a time thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, I I, I, I even have like a whole list of things where it's like when I get an idea, I just write it down. Yeah, and one day, like I know I'll get to it. Yeah, that day is not today. Vampire right. base. That's how vampire baseball came to thing. It was like I don't know. Three in the morning, I woke up and wrote Vampire Baseball. And, <laughs> and it was very brief. Um, yeah. Other things uh, that I have on this list. Um, it's a For the Queen inspired game, but it's, mm. for, it's about worshiping gods. Okay. And um, you would build your relationship with other players and then your relationship to this god. And yeah. at the end, it would be like, do you fall for, like, do you continue to worship them or do you see past, like, the lies like that yeah. kind of thing it would be more of a truth or dare kind of vibe nice yeah yeah uh another one is um a system where the players play another system 
so you can play your OCs playing something else. <laughs> so it's like the D and D game where the D where the, your your D and D party plays D and D. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and there was a this. So this is funny. This idea I had for a bit, and then someone else did it. Um, or they did something like it. Like it's yeah. up and coming, and I'm like, okay. I will wait a few years before I touch this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's so fun though. Like just having multiple ideas. I definitely get into the same thing of just like, I, I went from like, I made a one page RPG for a game jam uh, on a whim. And then it was like, I'm going to design a giant game book. And then in between that, like I should probably like, I would love to write just in general uh, for TTRPGs. So then I have to like do all this other stuff. And, and so it's like, I'm constantly every day, just like which one do i work on today and how do i fulfill my desire to like do something else with these other ones um in the meantime so that i don't just get sad that i'm only working on this stuff and yeah it's a that's a struggle <laughs> yeah, for sure. that's for sure especially when you love like genre hopping you know yeah. like i'm a big fan of horror mm -hmm. but oh god do i love the silly shit <laughs> yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah and same like i love the, i love the fantasy stuff but i also love mysteries i love doing like delta green stuff um which kind of incorporates horror and mystery and yeah but there's just so many like fun things and then i just want to play more games and i'm like okay i just want to you know play masks for a month and uh, oh god know. i would love to play masks i have only played one shots or mm -hmm. games that went not so great. Yeah. Um, I would love to play masks in like an all POC group specifically. Yes. That's it's that's a mighty need actually when I think <laughs> about it. We should we should figure out a game for um we should. uh um for the crisis of infinite color. Uh we should, we should. That's a very good <laughs> idea. Because yeah, um I think by the time that this comes out, because uh dusty's episode will have come out the week before this and so i think we'll still have time to do stuff yeah but yes i think we should definitely figure it out i also want to play pathfinder with you too because um it's a game we both love and i i enjoy yes. playing with people who really enjoy it <laughs> i introduce a lot of people to pathfinder um and everybody ends up enjoying it but it's like you know it's nice when you don't have to explain rules also so oh yeah no that's it's a major vibe <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of this interview um, that you are a queer POC um, who plays these games. Like, I, I'm curious, did playing TTRPGs help at all in kind of um, learning about or, you know, coming out uh, as queer? Or was it something that you did prior to playing TTRPGs? Oh, it, it definitely, TTRPGs definitely do help yeah. with self-discovery. That's for sure. Prior to this, um, like I was aware of my queerness, but yeah. quite literally, I, um, I scheduled when I was, <laughs> I'm a very scheduled person. I, when I, when I first realized I was like, I kind of like girls too. I just, I literally went, I'm in grades. No, I'm eight. This is not for me, not now. And I went, this is for future. Come back in five years. Five years happened. And I went, I'm going through a lot right now as a healthy, like, I don't know, 
12 year old, 13 year old. I'm almost in high school. I don't think I need to figure this out yet. (laughs) I drooled it for five years. (laughs) That's so so good. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's how um, I understood. um, That's how I dealt with um, queerness. And then through um, OCs specifically, because I was doing a lot of RP stuff in forums and whatnot. That was the, the, best way for me to to get this like i don't know need for creating stories yeah and interacting with people yeah yeah because because that's the one thing video games couldn't give me per se right. like yeah. yes you can play like like world of warcraft or some shit and play it online and stuff but like after a while it's like if you ever have like a bad falling out with like a group in th- mm. that kind of ruins the game for you sometimes yeah where D D was like i would just leave the group <laughs> and yeah, go right. play somewhere else right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, that's it, it was a bit i don't know why it was so much easier to like hop around when it came to ttrpgs um versus video games but yeah that's how it was for me and uh whenever i played uh games actually i usually played as a boy because um if you cannot tell by my voice I sound like a child (laughs) and um, playing as a boy, people would just think I'm a gay man. And that was fine. Like it, it saved me from like gross interactions uh, and stuff. It's also why I prefer to play online. I don't like playing in um, like home, home games where you meet up in person, unless I know basically everyone at the table. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've had a lot of like unnecessary experiences. Yeah. Um, Including one where um, I got kicked out of the table uh, because I wanted to play an Asian elf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy was like, this guy like lived and breathed by um, the Tolkien Bible. So like, yeah, yeah, no, like he was very firm. He was like, orcs do this. Tieflings have to be red and elves aren't Asian. It's just not a thing. And I'm like, he was so pressed that the the only surname I could think of on the spot was like Chang. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, um, I've had very um, uncomfortable experiences like that. And online, yeah. it's so much easier. I can just block you and you right. can be mad about it. Yeah. But I don't have to experience it. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's Go also why I take. Yeah. It's also why I take um, into uh, an account to make my uh pcs very visibly like poc yeah um or or or, hell i'll i'll just keep yelling about it like when i describe them go yeah it's an asian woman yeah (laughs) you know like one of those things um i just want that kind of i want to i want to play something i want to play games and experience narratives and stories in a way that i couldn't growing up Yeah. yeah yeah did um do you watch like dimension 20s shows uh i've watched a couple uh it's on my list it's just i'm lazy <laughs> yeah so uh, have you seen anything of the seven i've seen the seven yes. yeah so like at the beginning of the seven you just made me think of that whenever they're talking about who they're playing and um oh god i can't remember her name now uh i cannot remember her name but um but she was like, yeah, this is my character. She's a half work and she's Indian. And, and then, uh, um, why am I blanking on everybody's names right now? Oh my God. It's okay. It's okay. Can be <sighs> fixed in post. <laughs> I know. 
I won't fix it in post though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's just like, it's such a, that feeling of just being like, oh yeah, I can play this thing, but it also represents who I am. Even if it is a fantasy race, um, it's really freeing. Um, and it, I, I mean, it makes a lot of people more comfortable. I've had multiple people on the show talk about experiences like that of like, you know, I couldn't be a black elf because my DM said that's not a real thing. Um, which is one of the reasons, one of the other reasons I love Pathfinder is like, yeah, they canonized it. They put it in a book. There's pictures yeah. of it. Like, you oh can't yeah, say yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the biggest reason why I liked it. Why I yeah. liked um, Pathfinder. I can't remember. I think um, seeing Desna, Desna yeah. is like my favorite um, mm-hmm. uh, goddess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I, like I saw her before and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I, hot lady, hot. Yeah. And I saw, and I saw her, her rework and I was like, oh, yeah, just beautiful <laughs> black fairy for those like, who don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I was, I was, I was like, um, mm. you know, like when your breath gets taken away, that was <laughs> yeah. like, that was what's what happened. Um, so it's, uh, it's funny actually, because, um, while doing, while making my first Pathfinder character, which is Astraea for, um, Goblet Sync is. Yeah. So I like, I put a lot of thought into her. I put a lot of like symbolism and shit into her. But the mm-hmm. issue was that the world that we're playing, um, so it's it's um, Aubrey's homebrew uh, mm-hmm. world, but it is very, you know, like Greek, uh, Norse, and um, Celtic mythology yeah. based, which is like, it's not an issue of me not knowing it, but mm-hmm. the issue became, oh, I can't, I don't know how to describe the character I'm playing, you know? It, it, yeah. it was a confidence issue, that's mm-hmm. for sure, that, that, has, that is basically gone now. But when I was first playing it, I got a lot of shit actually um, on different art uh, Discord servers for drawing a brown elf. Wow! I got a lot of sh- I got a ridiculous amount of shit for Fuck it. Fuck those I, people. Yeah, sure. like it, and obviously, like it was super like it, from a lot of people, and I was like, "Is it not okay? What's wrong, <laughs> you guys? I did it anyways." Yeah, and it's not even that. She's 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 brown. Um, she's thicker mm-hmm. and she's like the part, she's the party's like it girl, you know, yeah. she's a material girl. She's the yeah. one that it's like, who's the prettiest in the party? It's my character. And <laughs> yeah. like, I work with it, you know, I channel, yeah. <laughs> I channel Doja Cat vibes when I play her <laughs> because, because I love it so much, but it's yeah. like, I don't think, I think only last year. Uh, during Asian Heritage Month is when I was like, she's Asian. She's actually my entire ethnicity, which is yeah. being very mixed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm uh, Indian, Chinese, Nepalese mixed. So that's yeah. like North, South and East. Um, and so I made her that way, but she does, she obviously doesn't look like me. It's just right. like same mix, but we look different. Yeah. And that's what I really wanted to do with her but i just never vocalized it when i started vocalizing and i was like oh what is this the (laughs) weight of the world is gone (laughs) yeah yes yeah uh yeah fuck those people it's it is it is so insane how upset people get about you having fun on your own um like my fun does not affect you at all and you're really bent out of shape about the fact that I'm enjoying this in a different way than you enjoy it. Oh God, yes, you would not believe, especially if it's if it is like, oh, this is based on European 
mm-hmm. mythologies how dare you and i'm like like you guys didn't bring us here like, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah seriously kind of your fault it's kind of your fault uh a lot actually um yeah it's uh it's pretty bizarre but i think you know to kind of go back to like transplaner that was um that was one of the first things because i learned about transplaner through connie's um interview with them um you know god i don't know when that happened 2020 or 2021 something like that but yeah so when they did that interview that's when they talked about transplaner and i was like oh this sounds amazing because of the anti-colonialist and the um you know just the anti-racism and it's just like and it's bringing in cultures that we don't get to see in these games as much and i think yeah just injecting as much of that as possible as we can into our games is is so important and it it's nice now you know i'm sure you probably have a similar thing like whenever now that we run games we can do that ourselves as well um but also have kind of more confidence to uh to say like as a player like this is who i'm gonna play um and i think you know I know I can speak for myself. Like I've curated the people around me enough to where I'm like, I don't have to worry about asking permission to do this anymore. It's just like, this is what's going to happen. And um, it's what's going to be comfortable for me and my character. So we're moving forward. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially I think so. Uh, and Dake, so that's transplanters. Yeah. Like the name of the world. And Dake gave me so much fucking confidence. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm cursing a lot. No, now. you're fine. Yeah. No, no one worries. Yeah. It gave it gave me so much confidence to make my Pathfinder homebrew world, which is Shambhala, mm-hmm. um, and it's all based on AAPI um, mythologies, regions, and stuff. But like, it gave me confidence in the way of like, so I'm I'm mixed race, right? And yeah. uh, the biggest issue whenever you get an Asian inspire world is like. The, ch- the setting looks Chinese, but then the names are Korean and Japanese and yeah. everybody is following imperialist J- Japan. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are very off. Yeah. Whereas um, me being a mixed Asian, I can do something similar. But it's not bad. Like, it's <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm aware of where the lines are, um, you know, and I know how to peek at these things and like it's just i got to i got to run shambhala twice so far um and people love it and i'm very glad people love it i got to run it with an all poc cast for like an eight episode special on the dragons and things network yeah and like I'm glad the audience loved it, but my players loved it, and I was like, "Oh, Euphoria! That yeah. was that was that was peak it." And like now I'm doing that with um I'm doing an all BIPOC Lancer thing, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, I get to do this in space now, and not gonna lie, doing this in space now is kind of like a whole ooh, it's a whole <laughs> different level of, yeah. of flavors. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's so wonderful. Like, what was that feeling like? Um the first time you got to play with an all BIPOC table. Oh, that was, that was actually the first time I got to play with an all BIPOC um, table too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I got to pick the, the cat majority of the cast members. Like I, I would send like people, I was like, who I think would be good for like, you know, they have, they're, they're good. They stream normally. So they'd be comfortable streaming now. That means they also have all of the setup or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I specified that if, you know, if you could give me like BIPOC players, that'd be great. And I did get one. I got Randy. Randy's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but it was confusing because I had Brandy and Randy <laughs> on yeah. the stream. Yeah. yeah. And I also had Hamna and Alyssa. Alyssa yeah. being a part of Goblets and Gays now and Hamna yeah. from Transplanner. Yeah. And um, it was so good. We got to, like, there were, like, jokes we could make. Mm-hmm. And not like go. Is it okay? (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand? There was, there were, there were. um, I, I um, implored them, like if there was something cultural that they wanted to explore, get bring it to me. Stop. So that way I can make sure I um, do the research as well and not like butcher it. Yeah. Uh, And we, I'll make sure I'll add it in. It doesn't have to be anything. Asian or Pacific Islander um, esque at all. Just just bring me whatever you want, and yeah. I'm okay with it. And um, Randy brought in uh, Kadejos, which is like wolf spirit sort of of good and bad omens. And we got to do a whole like, you know, like I got to make this into a horror game. Is basically yeah. I got to make it into a fantasy horror game for them yeah. because of of all these really good aspects. Like Dorian Grade, someone like it was. <laughs> it was it was very fun and it was great and like at the at the like end of it everybody was just like wow you know like it was i think i think everybody had a really genuinely good time and um i'm glad that they got so into it yeah they got so into the world and i was like oh that feels very nice and i yeah. hope to do that with my next project yeah yeah that's super exciting. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what else you come up with. Um, I'm looking forward to playing with you uh, in a in a couple games. Um, maybe yes. if we can get to get ourselves together um, for it, because scheduling is the worst. It is. But um, yeah, but yeah, I just also want to say um, I absolutely love your artwork. Uh, I cannot make that clear enough. I think it's it's Thank wonderful. You. And um, I just want to say also thank you for coming on and sharing your stories and and hanging out with me for a little bit. Um, this has been such a blast. I'm glad we finally got to, to sit down and do it. Same. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing.